we should start a podcast. Yeah, we've all said it. But when it comes time to make it a reality, we get stuck. Well, here's some good news. With Spreaker, all you need to start a podcast is a microphone and a good idea. Spreaker handles the recording, management, distribution, and monetization of your podcast, allowing you to focus on making a podcast. Whether you're discussing the latest moves in the tech sector or just your dating life, Spreaker gives you tools to make your podcast a hit and professional insights about who is listening and where. And as your podcast dream grows, Spreaker only becomes more useful, letting you upload and schedule multiple episodes at the same time, push to multiple platforms, and customize RSS feeds. But what about making money? With Spreaker, monetization is as easy as checking a few boxes. So next time someone says to you, we should start a podcast, say yes and let Spreaker handle the rest. Learn more and get 30% off at Spreaker.com slash get started. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com slash get started. Powerful Talk Radio on the Powerful Network. Welcome. Welcome to Overwatch on Firefall Talk Radio and the Firefall Network. I'm Richard Gunn. You may not always, always agree with our point of view, but you will be challenged, informed, and hopefully inspired to do your own research to know more. You should want to know more. Don't take anybody's word for it. Check it out for yourself. That's why Overwatch was created. It was created to take the concept of reflections in the dark to the next level. Reflections in the dark was a boots-on-the-ground point of view. Overwatch is a sentry position, a, a watchman, if you will. I don't like to use it because suddenly everybody's a watchman these days. But we watch from above. We get a supernatural, spiritual point of view, and then we share it with you. And unlike most other people, we also get sent out to deal with it. We take our spiritual, supernatural viewpoint of current events, politics, finance, cybersecurity, and trends, prophecy in the end times, religion, and the paranormal, and offer it to you for your consideration. Do not be ignorant or caught off guard. Well, here we are at the be, Beware the Ides. Of, well, you know, if you flip the word Ides around, it says dies. Beware the dies of March? Well, you know, funny thing, it was back on 2013, I posted something on Facebook that I now also put on Instagram. Feels very appropriate right now. Beware of the Ides of March. In ancient Rome, the Ides of March 15th was the feast day dedicated to the Roman god of war, Mars, better known as the day that Julius Caesar was assassinated. It's said on this day that the sea, which could represent humanity, succumbs to chaos and the full moon, which is supernatural influences, supernatural external influences. And it brings high tides, which could represent trials and tribulations. No matter what it means, we who believe in the Lord are not ruled by such things. We have a hope and a confidence in him. 
And, you know, the Ides of March actually has a non-threatening origin story. In Rome, the Calends, the Nones, and the Ides were ancient markers to reference dates in relation to lunar phases. Ides simply referred to the first full moon of a given month, which usually fell between the 13th and the 15th. In fact, the Ides of March once signified the new year, which meant there were celebrations and rejoicing. Well, no celebration and rejoicing going on right now. You're supposed to uh, socially distance yourself these days. But just in case you wanted to know, we're four days away from the spring equinox on March 19th. And the summer solstice is June 20th. Passover is April 9th, 2020. And Easter, if you pay attention to it, is April 12th, 2020. So we're in a new season and we must pay attention to its events. Now, we've been talking about the coronavirus, COVID-19, since day one back in December. And I've tried to share with you all of my thoughts, all of my information, all of my research, and, of course, my own personal opinion. And I've come to the realization as I watch the social media and I watch people post stuff and people send me things as a very subtle um conflict with what I said on a show. But here there are three positions we can take on COVID nineteen. One, this is nothing. It's a hoax. It's only the cold or the flu. It's nothing more than that, nothing more than a way to manipulate society, manipulate the market. Some people really go to the far right conspiracy fringe and say it was created to disrupt President Trump's administration. Then we have the extreme other side. It's the end of the world. It's the new world order. Everyone's going to die. But you know what's the third position that I think you could and should take? It's right in the middle of the two. It's the cautious but self-controlled. It's the informed. It's the seeing the validity of both sides and holding on to what is true and can be researched and verified. Well, here are some facts. COVID-19 is in 146 countries now. There are currently 162,687 cases worldwide, 6,065 deaths, and 75,620 have recovered. Well, I broadcast six days ago. And there were only 111,397 cases, confirmed cases, people that had actually been tested worldwide. There were only 3,892 fatalities, and 62,392 had recovered. So what we're seeing is we're seeing the first two set of numbers jump, and the last numbers slow down a little bit. As I said, it's in 146 countries. The worst countries, of course, are China, which has 81,003. Italy has 21,000 cases. Iran's got 13. South Korea, which has really slowed it down by doing testing everybody and isolating people very quickly. Spain's got 7,700. Germany, 5,400. France, 4,500. In the United States, we're up to 3,244. Switzerland, 2,200. Norway, 1,200. The United Kingdom, 1,044. Netherlands, 
1,135, Sweden 1,022, and then it goes all the way down and the numbers drop. The most deaths, of course, are China. And then Italy, it's got 1,441 deaths. Iran comes next, 724, and then Spain, and the numbers start to drop into the double digits. The graph from day one, China jumped quickly and went very high. Everybody else started very slow and then took off, like I said it would, that the numbers would grow exponentially. The World Health Organization, as in who, who are you, declared a coronavirus pandemic. WHO Director General Tedros Adhaman, the last name I'm not even going to bother to try, we are deeply concerned both by the alarming levels of spread and severity and by the alarming levels of inaction. The one thing I tell everybody, I had people refute me or confront me, and then I say to them, when they say, oh, it's nothing more than the flu, this number of people die every year from the flu, or this number of people died from uh, the swine flu. And I say to them, you do realize the numbers you're seeing right now are only three months old. This is entirely different. This replicates differently. It infects differently. You can have this thing from seven days now to five weeks. A new report says you can have this up to 37 days and be infectious. And sometimes without symptoms. And be infecting everybody that you come in contact with. The virus has been detected on every continent except Antarctica. Well, I guess the virus, like everybody else, doesn't want to go where it's cold. And in more, um, there are concentrated thousands of cases in some areas. So you're hearing a new phrase called flatten the curve. And that means turning a mountain into a molehill. And what they've been trying to do is contain... The way this graph is growing in Oxford, our world and data explains the flattening of the curve. That's the phrase you hear. We've got to flatten the curve means while the total number who get infected might not change, the containment measures intend to avoid an outbreak trajectory in which a large number of people get sick at the same time. Now, why does that matter? Because our health system cannot handle it. So this thing started out slowly, grew exponentially, and if not slowed, will do so for months. I've been saying, according to my research and what I hear in prayer, that this could last until June. In the worst-case scenario, the daily number of cases will jump dramatically, rapidly forming a tall peak which breaks through a critical line marking the capacity of our healthcare system. And that's a stark reality. Too many cases too soon, and the the hospitals get overwhelmed. If they can slow it down and spread the cases over a longer period of time, the numbers will grow, but grow in a way that they can handle them. They're trying to keep the peak below the healthcare system capacity line so the system can absorb them. This is not math, folks. I mean, this is not prophecy. This is math. If cases were to continue to double every three days, there would be 100 million cases in the U.S. by May. 
but doing the social distancing, which is a politically correct word for quarantine, you avoid public spaces and generally limit your movement. I'm using a brand new monitor that I got for editing, and it's a lot bigger than the other one, so bear with me. The new studio has been redone. I'm going to be start uh, videotaping things, maybe start doing these live streaming. We'll see. So I'm, I'm breaking in the studio tonight. But there are ways to slow it down. We avoid public gatherings. We stay home more often. We keep our distance from people. And they're saying it's a six-feet distance. I think we should start a business where you make hula hoops or rings that are six feet in circumference with shoulder straps, and you walk through society that way. I think they would sell. Or not. I don't know. So if we are less mobile, we don't interact, we can slow it down. Now, people are going to still go out. They have to go to work. They have obligations. And others are going to simply refuse the warnings. I've been hearing about people having uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day's parties and filling up the bars. And um, they're just not only likely to get sick themselves, but they're likely to spread it as well. So what about the ICUs in your local hospital? Well, on a regular day in America... We have about 45,000 staffed ICU beds nationally. In a crisis, we can ramp it up to 95,000. Well, using moderate projections, if the infectious trend holds right now, our capacity locally and nationally will be overwhelmed by mid to late April. That's a month away. If we stay on the current track, roughly one-third of Americans will be infected. That's 100 million people with a million people dying. Historically, the lessons and experiences of countries worldwide have shown us that if we take dramatic impact like this social distancing, shutting down of schools, movie theaters, keeping from large gatherings, we can slow this down. Now, I've tried to get across to you that I believe this is dangerous. I do not believe it's a hoax. I don't believe it's the end of the world. Matter of fact, I believe, as I've said, this is a dry run for something else. And if it's a dry run, you know what they've proven? They've proven they can panic America. They've proven that they can panic the world. And if the next virus is much more deadly and much more dangerous and somebody comes along and says, hey, Not only do I have a vaccine here, I've got a chip that will prove that you're vaccined and you won't have to social distance anymore, as in ID2020, Bill Gates' program. I would guarantee you the majority of society would say, chip me, baby. So while more than half of the roughly 128,000 people who have caught the coronavirus worldwide have already recovered, the toll of human lives and, and dollars business is staggering and will get much worse. CBSnews.com reported on Friday President Trump declared a national emergency to, quote, unleash the full power of the federal government. No resource will be spared, nothing whatsoever, the president said as stocks rose sharply and regained some of their losses. The administration established a new partnership with private industry to expand testing capabilities. 
and he brought together like CVS and Walgreens and Walmart and uh, Quest testing and Roach testing and Google. I'm surprised nobody's talked about that. He's put Google in charge of the website to include them in the testing and the dissemination of information. Google. The people that were at the White House every day during the Obama administration. Google, who's probably on the verge or on the precipice of being the communications device for the coming New World Order. That just struck me the minute I heard that. I didn't see anybody talk about that. I didn't see anybody talking about the fact that everybody they test, they're going to have your DNA. You're going to voluntarily give up your DNA to find out whether you have this virus or not. A virus, by the way, that will affect your DNA when interacting with 5G. We're going to talk about that. Disney World and Disneyland are closed or closing. Broadway has shut down. Major... um, Sports leagues, uh, baseball, basketball, uh, golf, all the things that were going on have either shut down or they're playing to empty arenas. Stores are closing for the duration. I saw an email today that Nike is closing down, which is okay. I don't go there anyway. I don't buy their stuff. Now, here's the big problem, and I've tried to get this across to you. And, folks, if I'm getting through to you, if you like what we're doing, let us know. Share the shows. Let's build, let's build this audience space, and let's get people to understand what's going on. So the problem is COVID-19 is a mystery. They don't really know a whole lot about it. And while there are different figures in different countries – They don't even know how deadly it is or how it spreads or how many undetected cases may be lurking. South Korea aggressively tested everybody. And you know what they found? They found that they didn't find any young children or babies that had it, but they found teens that had it. They found young adults that had it. They found middle-aged that had it, older people that had it. I think the reason we're only seeing older people from 60 and above is they're only testing people when the symptoms manifest. Scary stuff. The shortest length. Now, here, here's something I have to get through to you. This is new. Just came out. Hot off the presses. The shortest length the time the virus can live in your respiratory tract is eight days. And most shocking of all, in some cases, the virus has lasted as long as 37 days in a person's respiratory tract. A new study from the Lancet Medical Journal published this past Wednesday found that the novel coronavirus lived in the respiratory tracts of some patients for more than five weeks. Some of the patients received antiviral medications but the drugs did not appear to shorten the virus's lifespan. The 19 doctors who authorized the study analyzed the medical records of 191 patients in China, including the demographic clinical treatment and laboratory data of 137 coronavirus patients who were discharged and 54 patients who died in the hospital. They found, get ready for this, that the virus was present in the bodies of the patients with severe disease status for an average of 19 days. And inside the body of the patients with critical disease status, meaning they were going to die, 24 days. Overall, the virus had an average of 20 days in patients who were eventually discharged from the hospital and 
even the ones that died, it was still detectable in the dead body. This is science fiction stuff. The author of the studies concluded, this has important implications for both patient isolation decision-making and guidance around the length of antiviral treatment. So how is it doing in the United States? Well, right as of right now, the Washington Post said confirmed cases, 2,726 reported deaths right now, 55. That'll go up again tomorrow, I guarantee you. Washington State has 57, 572 cases and 40 deaths. New York has 525 cases and only one death. California, 340 cases, five deaths. Massachusetts, 138. Colorado, 101. My state here of Florida, 77. New Jersey, 76. Georgia, 69. It keeps going down. Uh, Rhode Island, 20, if you're listening, Joe. The Virgin Islands have one. North Dakota, one. Wyoming, two. Idaho, two. Puerto Rico, three. It's everywhere. It's in every state. And this map does not include the 67 additional cases that came from the cruise ship Diamond Princess and Grand Princess. If you remember last week, when I talked to you, I gave you the report from Mike Adams, the health ranger from com. He predicted this. He's been on top of this, and he's been mostly right. By April 4th, 2020, if the travel restrictions had not been put into place, and I believe that we're a short term away from all domestic travel being stopped, my opinion. If we had no travel restrictions by April 4th, there would be 8,645 actively infected transmitting the disease. 580 would die, and there would be 58 deaths on April 4th, and there would be 5,432 that would recover. By May 4th, if no restrictions were put in place, look how it jumps, 122,529 infected and transmitting, 10,432 dead with 910 on that day. June 4th, 2020, 1.7 million infected, 153,000 dead. July 4th, 24.3 million actively infected and 2.16 million dead. I don't think that'll happen. And the reason for that is travel being shut down, cruise ships shutting down for a month, possibly more. No large gatherings. Schools are shutting down. Online classes. You know, I've shared with you and with people that know me, after debilitating fatigue for many years, I got back into the gym in November, and I've been there two, three times a week, 5.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, training for an hour and, and loving every minute of it, and now I have to stay home. I wasn't going to. I'm one of those guys that would not listen and go do it anyway, but I listened to the Lord and I prayed about it, and um, I was told to stand down. So I'll still be working out. I'll still keep up the, the thing. It, it'll be here at home. It'll be different. But gyms are one of the dirtiest places that you can go. People do not clean up after themselves. They sweat. They grunt. They groan. They do all the things they do. If Joe were here, he'd tell you the gym he works at is mostly empty. So I mentioned a connection. Is there a connection? 
between 5G and the coronavirus? Well, let's see. A lot of people have been talking about this, and I've been waiting until it fit into the narrative. Independent researchers on the web for two to three weeks now have been pointing out the coronavirus 5G link that Google, who's in charge of a lot of things now, is doing its best to hide and scrub the search results, showing a connection. Luckily, I don't use Google search engine anymore. The coronavirus 5G connection doesn't mean that the coronavirus bioweapon connection from the Wuhan lab is false. No, it just broadens the scope. Matter of fact, if you paid attention to the news, the communist Chinese communications minister has tried to say that the United States spread the virus and brought it to China. And I I don't know if I should have done this or not, but on Twitter I wrote him back and I said, no, like every other product in the world, this has the label made in China all over it. Nice try. Thank you for playing. Pick up your parting gifts on the way out. It started in a lab in Wuhan, China. It may or may not have been found in an animal in the local fresh meat animal market that's less than a mile away. Possibly the lab sold some of their test animals to the market. Possibly got out directly from the lab. Possibly got out in exchange between a scientist and uh, another government agency from a different country. I don't know, but it started there. Well, what else started in Wuhan on October 31st, 2019, exactly more than likely one month, not two months? They're thinking now that this thing was out by mid to late November, not December. 5G went live in Wuhan on October 31st, 2019. Now, what does that mean? Why does it matter? Many of the scientific documents on the health effects of 5G have verified that it causes flu-like symptoms. And understand this as you get all excited about how fast your Internet's going to be or your mobile phone or your iPad or whatever it is you use. 5G is not the next step up from 4G. It's a jump to military technology used on the battlefield as what is called a phased array weaponry. It's used in active denial systems, i.e. crowd control. It sends out a pulse, the same 5G pulse. Even mainstream Wikipedia, which is a liberally uh, controlled entity, and by the way, you know that Wikipedia, there's Anybody can put whatever they want on there, and they can change any post themselves at any given time. But it's also controlled as what can go on there, and if you make the mistake of telling the truth they don't want out, they'll scrub it. Wikipedia describes active denial systems as directed energy weapons. It disperses crowds by firing energy at them, causing immediate and intense pain, including a sensation of their skin burning. Basically, it's a microwave illness. 
So what are the symptoms of microwave illness? Headaches, dizziness, nausea, skin rash, itchy skin, burning skin sensation, tingling sensation, tremors, muscle spasms, muscle and joint pain, restless restless leg syndrome, as I read as my right leg is restless and bouncing, probably because of the smart meter that's probably about 20 feet away on the outside of my house, foot issues, low and high blood pressure, uh, facial flushing, that's not, you, you don't flush it down a toilet, it means your face gets flushed, dehydration, leukemia, lymphoma, Difficulty concentrating, memory loss, brain damage, mood disorder, personality disorder, increased irritability, uh, paranoia, decreased uh, trust in people, depression, anxiety, ADHD, ADD, digestive issues, abdominal pain, enlarged thyroid, hair loss, uh, miscarriage, tinnitus, the ringing in your ears, hearing loss. What? Hearing loss. Irregular sleep patterns, insomnia, chronic fatigue, deteriorating vision, pressure in and behind the eyes, eye damage, cataracts, uh, asthma attacks, bronchitis, pneumonia, inflamed sinuses, chest pain and pressure, heart arrhythmia, and heart palpitations, which in some people would lead to heart attacks. Numerous scientists all over the world, and we talked about this on Reflections in the Dark as far back as 2016, have warned of the dangers of the health effects of 5G. In the 5G appeal from 2017, scientists and doctors warned of potential serious health effects and the harmful non-ionizing RF-EMF radiation. Quote, the effects include increased cancer risk, cellular stress, increase in harmful free radicals, genetic damages, structural and functional changes of the reproductive systems, learning and memory deficits, neurological disorders, and negative impacts on general well-being in humans. Damage goes well beyond the human race as there is growing evidence of harmful effects to both plants and animals. So, like I said, what does this have to do with Wuhan? From April 18th to April 27th in 2019, Wuhan hosted the Military World Games and specifically used 5G for the first time ever for the event. Also on August on October 18th, 2019, in New York, the John Hopkins Center, in partnership with the World Economic Forum, WEF, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, hosted Event 201, a global pandemic exercise, which is a simulation of a pandemic. We've talked about this, I think, two weeks ago. And the virus that they chose for this simulation, the coronavirus. Now they did release a press saying, no, we weren't prophesying, we weren't predicting, it was a fluke. Yeah, uh, I got a bridge to sell you if you believe that. Event 201 included the U.N., which because of its partnership with the World Economic Forum, Big Pharma, Johnson & Johnson, Merck, and others, Bill Gates, a name you're going to keep hearing, who's a key figure in vaccines, human microchipping, ID 2020, Agenda 2030, and both China and America's CDC. Let me say that again. Event 201, October 18, 2019. The C both China and America's CDC participated. 
Participants in Event 201 recommended the governments force social media companies to stop the spread of, quote, fake news as their way to control the information. And that the person who that would control the information about these health issues, 5G and so on, would be the World Health Organization, which is a part of the UN. That who would be the sole central central purvey of information during a pandemic? Who were the first two agencies to come out? That's right, who? And the CDC. On January 24th, 2020, I reported this to you. Folks, I'm going to toot my own horn since nobody else will. We've been ahead of this on Reflections in the Dark. We've been ahead of this here on Overwatch. The pharmaceutical company and U.S. biotech company, Inovia, received a $9 million grant to develop a vaccine for the coronavirus. Let's look at the dates. January 24th, they get a $9 million grant. The coronavirus supposedly is unleashed from Wuhan early early December. Now they're saying more likely the people got infected in November so that when they left Wuhan for the Chinese New Year in the middle of December, the 5 million people that took it out into the world were fully infected and transmitting the disease. Again, that's just analysis and opinion. Nobody will admit to that. They will admit that 5 million people got out before they sealed the borders. They will admit that most of those people were infected. They will admit that most of those people went to almost every country in the world to celebrate their uh, Chinese New Year, I hope I said Chinese New Year, uh, before, with their families. Five million potential virus carriers took it out into the world before China told anybody about it. Let's go back to Anovia. Novia got the money grant from the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovation, CEPI, CEPI. Here's CEPI. Here's CEPI. However, they already had an existing partnership with CEPI in April 2018. They were given $56 million to develop vaccines for Lassa fever and mirrors the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. Inovia claimed... They developed the coronavirus vaccine in two hours. Let me say that again. They claim that they were able to synthesize a vaccine in two hours. Do you believe that? No. I would suspect, I would guess, that they already had the vaccine because they had foreknowledge of the coronavirus that was coming out. Just a guess. You know it's not a guess? Who owns and runs Anovia? There are two men named David Weiner and Dr. Joseph Kim. Dr. Weiner was once Kim's university professor, and Weiner was involved in the developing of the vaccine for HIV and the Zika Virus, You know that, that went through the Caribbean and caused all sorts of problems and suddenly disappeared. Nobody talks about it anymore. 
Um, Dr. Joseph Kim is funded by Merck, a large pharmaceutical company that actually started out as a military weaponry company. Your microwave oven was created as a weapon. That Faraday cage, that metal thing on the front of it, yeah. You, you Look into Merck. Maybe we'll talk about them in the weeks ahead. Well, Dr. Kim through Merck produced something called the porcine circovirus, PCV1 and PCV2. And if you remember, they pig vaccines and pig DNA and the coronavirus, it's been a long-established connection between pandemics and pig waste like the seafood in the area of China feeds on pig waste or, uh, you know, which is maybe why we're, supposed, we're told in the Bible not to eat them. I don't know. Dr. Kim served a five-year tenure as the member of the World Economics Forum's Global Agenda Council, let another organization pushing the New World Order One Government Agenda banner under Agenda 2030 global governance, which is actually socialism on a worldwide scale in which a specific group is in charge of the dispersion of assets and medicine and things like that. Are you starting, are the, the, the light bulbs starting to go off, are the, are the bells starting to ring? We was also an employee and advisor to the FDA. The Food and Destruct, I mean Food and Drug Administration, and is considered. Here we go. This is what I was waiting to get to. A DNA technology expert and a pioneer of a new DNA transference method called electroportation. What that is, and folks, if you've been with us since the early early days of Reflections in the Dark. What you're about to hear is the scientific confirmation of things that I said and proposed early on. DNA transference, electroporation, rather, poration, is a microbiology technique which uses an electrical pulse to create temporary pores in cell membranes through which substances like chemicals or drugs or DNA can be introduced into the cell. This technique can be used to administer DNA vaccines, which inject a foreign DNA into a host cell, and it changes the host DNA. That means if you take a DNA vaccine, you are allowing your DNA to be changed. Now, early, early on, when we talked about the Nephilim and the incursion of Genesis 6, my position has always been, regardless of what some of the eggheads and fringe people say, there was one incursion in Genesis 6 through the fallen angels having sex with the daughters of Adam. After the flood, the reason we still had more Nephilim, like Goliath and the king of Bashan, I believe they found a different way that would not get them banished to the pit. And I believe it was through sound wave manipulation of DNA, through electromagnetic frequencies, which the fallen angels and the demons could project and mutate DNA. That's been my position since 2010 or so. 
definitely since 2012. I know I presented that in seminars on Reflections in the Dark and on some of the other shows I used to go on. Here we have it. They can do it. And as the vaccines aren't horrific enough, here's the kicker. Electroporation uses pulsed waves. And guess what else uses pulsed waves? 5G. Now, either this is a coincidence or it's evidence or it's a sinister combination of the two that connects the coronavirus and the 5G at a time when both have been released simultaneously. If you've seen the towers, I was sharing, I was talking to a fellow SRT member, Larry, before I came on the air. The normal towers used to be really, really tall, those humongous things. Well, 5G is different. 5G has a shorter distance span. So they've had to put a lot of smaller towers, towers that they can hide with fake trees or palm trees or dressing. They usually, you know, they usually have multiple parabolic round antennas on them, and they're giving off short pulse waves that the next tower picks up and presents. They're basically blanketing you in a wave of 5G. That's the way it works. Well, the same action that 5G technology uses in pulsed waves, and the coronavirus was reported to start in the area of China that rolled out in 5G technology. Dr. James Lyons-Wheeler, a PhD for the Institute of Pure and Applied Knowledge, says this. I've analyzed the entire genome sequence of this virus, the Wuhan coronavirus, made in China, and compared it to the entire genome sequences of all other coronaviruses that we have data for. And this weird element that doesn't belong there, I found that it actually matches a vector technology that was published in 1998 in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science. This vector technology is a mechanism by which molecular biologists insert new genes into viruses and bacteria. Now, it's really unusual to find a vector technology sequence in a virus that's circulating in humans. And so naturally, one thing we can say, I think for certain, is that this particular virus has a laboratory origin. So we can rule out a natural origin for the Wuhan coronavirus. Technology exists to use EMF to open the pores of your skin and inject foreign DNA into your bloodstream and into your cells. One of the things we've talked about amongst ourselves on SRT, and we're going to include it into the final shooting of the deep darkness, is the effect that doing what we do is taken on our bodies, being in the presence of very powerful beings, entities, former gods, Canaanite gods, fallen angels, and our bodies have absorbed negative EMFs. We'll also be interviewing a doctor to see if he can corroborate our theory. So what we have here right now, beside everything else, is an extreme violation of the sovereignty of your own body. And the long-term effects, because of genetic mutation, changing your very DNA 
the biological blueprint and physical essence of who you are. And also another thing I presented was the people that take the chip, it's going to change their DNA. And I believe it's going to turn them into essentially zombies. They'll never die. They'll wish they could die and never see death. What does this all have to do with the end time? For the fallen, the Antichrist, the demonic offspring, when they come out of the pit or they become corporeal to control humanity, they're going to need a hive mind. I presented this case, I believe, pretty well in the supernatural battle. What you're seeing is the mechanism to do everything that I've talked about. So what if this 5G does mimic what this doctor talked about, electroporation? And what if 5G can do on a large scale what electroporation does on a small scale? We already know that 5G has the potential to be mutagenic, DNA damaging. This is sci-fi stuff. Science fiction has become science fact. The frequency that 5G uses, especially the 575 to 100 gigahertz, it interacts with the geometrical structure of our skin and sweat ducts, acting upon them like a transmission reaching an antenna and fundamentally affecting us and our mood. One of the frequencies of 5G is 60 hertz, and the exact manifestations physically on the human body of 60 hertz is severe flu. So let's hypothesize here. Let's just think out loud. What if 5G released in Wuhan at the same time the coronavirus gets out of the lab? Now, how, It's possible that China did it on purpose. If you remember, the democracy protest was rocking the country. People really thought that they were on the verge of a massive structural change in China. You no longer see that because nobody's out. Everybody's been locked into their apartments. It's possible they did that to stop the protest. Would they do that? Oh, give me a break. Communist China doesn't care about their own people. They're not going to care about us. They're not going to care about the side effects if that thing got out. I'm not saying it did. I'm just saying that's the potential. So let's say they do that. At the same time, they flip the switch on 5G and it mutates the virus. Well, something I presented weeks ago has now been confirmed. There are two strands out there. The strand that is infecting people in Iran is different than the strand that came out of Wuhan. How could that have happened? Did it mutate on its own, or did something make it mutate? We're headed in a frightening direction. We're headed in a direction where DNA vaccines could begin the advancement of transhumanism. Well, guess who owns a patent for the coronavirus strain and used, can be used to develop into a vaccine? Well, the Pilbright Institute. Guess who partially owns the Pilbright Institute? Bill Gates. Hmm. Guess what British company who supports the Pilbright vaccine work? Innovate UK. Now, what does Innovate UK do? It funds the rollout of the global 5G. Guess who had COVID-19 tests ready to go to be given immediately to the home state of Washington when it got hit so badly? Bill Gates. 
Guess who just resigned from all boards to concentrate? Microsoft and some of the other companies he owned. He resigned to concentrate on his philanthropic works. Bill Gates. Guess who's in charge of ID2020, RFD chips, ID chips, with your health and vaccine information, which will allow you to travel and keep you from being blocked out, and now you'll be able to show that you're okay. Who's that? Bill Gates. It suddenly dawned on me. It brings new meaning to Matthew sixteen eighteen. On this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Beware of the gates of March. Folks, it's time to wake up. It's time to start connecting the dots. Somebody said to me, well, I I listen to the CDC and what who says. I said, I don't. I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw them. And if you follow Dr. Fauci and, and some of the other people and what they said from day one to what they're saying now, it's completely different. I think part of the reason President Trump has looked so bad is because he's been taking his information from them and trusting them. If I'd have been close enough to him to tell him, I would have tell him, do your own research or bring in your own people. Don't take what these people say verbatim. We need to sever ties with China. We need to make our own drugs. We need to make things in America first. China China has a stranglehold on our markets and our prescription drugs. They own a lot of our land. They hold banknotes. I'm sorry. I would just say, China, because of this virus, all bets are off. We're wiping out our debts to you, and we're severing ties. I know that won't happen. And some people go, no, you can't do that. That'll cause a war. Folks, we're in one or, we are in one already. And it's time you took a stand. It's time you decide where you stand. It's time to figure out what's really going on here. We've been talking about it on Reflections in Dark. I've been talking about it here on Overwatch. I've been trying to get you to understand what's really happening in the shadows and in the darkness. These people at the top of the global chain, these people that have the power and have the money and own the companies and own the media and own all these things, are pushing everything in a specific direction. And as best as I can, for as long as I can, I'm going to shine a light on it. That's why I'm asking you to help me get the word out. Let's start building the audience base. Let's get people that know this and and want to know more about it to hear it. Now, you can challenge me. You can say, well, I find something different. Well, email it to me. Go to Firefall Talk Radio or SupernaturalResponse.net and Send me the information. Use the contact thing. I'll look at it. And if it refutes me and, and I agree with it, I'll share it with you. I have no problem with that. But I do a lot of research. And I save articles. And I save emails. And people send me stuff. And I keep them on a huge hard drive. More than one, by the way, in case anybody out there thinks that they can just erase one. You can't erase just one. It's time we got in the word. It's time we got our head out of the sand. It's time we stopped being sheeple. Bah, sheeple. No, no more. Eyes up to the sky. Things are shifting dramatically. Something's going to shift in June. Maybe it's the summer solstice. I've not been told when. 
I just keep being pointed to June, pointed to June. If you have any ideas or or Lord's told you something about June 2020, let me know. I knew right away this was a dry run. This wasn't the one that would bring in the Antichrist. We have to go to a cashless society for that. We're almost there. We're not there yet. They've been stalling cryptocurrency so the banks and the big industry could catch up. But we're close. That's why we need your support. We need your support to do more shows like this, do some live streaming stuff. Uh, We did a conference last year in Orlando. I'm probably not at this point going to do one again because of all the travel things. But maybe we'll do an online one. Don't know. Just thinking out loud. We need your support to get this documentary finished. There's some equipment needs, some financing needs. We're probably going to have to drive everywhere we go. I'm not getting on an airplane. Are you? Um, Begin to pray with us and agree with us for the funding. Begin to stand in the gap for us. SRT, Firefall, The Porch. If If you don't have a Bible study or you need more information, Wednesday night, 7 p.m., here on Firefall Talk Radio, The Porch. It's an online community of people that come together from all over the world, all over the United States, every week. Prayer requests, praise reports, and a word that usually ties in with what you're seeing in the world or what you've heard here on Overwatch. Let me know what you think. Go to firefalltalkradio.com, supernaturalresponse.net. Go to one of our social media pages, Facebook or Twitter. Reach out to us. We appreciate each and every one of you. We're going to keep doing this. Joe's going to come on in in the next week or two, and um, if we can do more than laugh, we'll get out some information, talk about some paranormal stuff that's happening, some new shows, some things that are just slipping in under the wire. Um, Folks, we're awake. Now it's time to respond. When having done all, stand. And we are taking our stand. I'm Richard Grun. This has been Overwatch on Firefall Talk Radio. Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn. Learn smarter.